0: Welcome to the History of the Band Six Shooter, as remembered by Dave Jackson. Welcome to the History of the Band Six Shooter. I'm your host, Dave Jackson. This podcast is best listened to from the first episode to now. So if you're an Apple podcast, you're good to go. If you're not, download all the episodes and sort them oldest to newest. Today, we're starting off with October 26th. Kevin keeps his foot in the door. If you missed last episode, Kevin quit, and now Dave goes over to Kevin's house to get his amp for the Southern Heart practice or the steal your keyboard player session. And in talking with Marie and Kevin, Dave and Kevin voice some items that have been brooding in their minds. Dave hasn't always been 100% thrilled with the fact that John has never really learned what is on the record in terms of the bass part. While he has learned enough to stumble through, he's never learned that extra 15% that can make a difference. Other issues are discussed, and Dave explains how he's not upset at Kevin, but more the situation. He's kind of excited about looking at different options. The thought of singing with someone else is still kind of a foreign idea. Dave realizes that Kevin is part owner of the drum set, yet another complication to work out. Kevin explains how Tuesday... John, Dave, and Lee can decide what directions they're going to take. With John moving, moving the practice back to John's may not be an option. So suddenly that Southern Heart audition takes on a different meaning. Dave is 100% positive. John's just going to go right back to that band with Dan. It was called the Bens. And so as Dave walks across the front lawn of Kevin's house, he just says, Well, onto a new frontier. During their discussion, Marie explains that with her current work schedule and band practice, she only sees Kevin one night a week. Aha, Dave thinks. The missing objection. Dave pats himself on the back for using his handling objection skills. And then later that day, Kevin calls Dave to explain some things. After thinking a few things out, Kevin realizes that it's not fair to just quit and bolt out the door. The band has never had a chance to change its ways, so consequently, Kevin wants to sit down with the band and discuss some of the issues that he and Dave have discussed previously in the day. While the band has got along great, you know, we've played above average, Dave and Kevin realize the communication is really lacking. We need to put all of our concerns on the table. We need to polish up on being a band and strengthening the four-way marriage that is the band. In a sense, if we addressed all of his concerns, Kevin feels the band would be fun again. And that pretty much shoots the crap out of Dave's handling objection theories. Dave kicks himself and makes a mental note that most salesmen are full of crap. Dave is relieved and looks forward to the communication challenge of the coming practice on Tuesday. October 29th, Kevin goes public. Kevin announces to the band that as of Friday, he quit. He has since thought it over and thought it only fair to reconcile our differences first. The main problems are the stage volume is too loud and the equipment being unreliable adds to the frustration. The amount of negativity that abounds at practice usually brought about by bashing graphic enterprises for 30 or 40 minutes. The lack of practice by all members and in general, it's not fun. The band admits that some of the song lists should be readjusted to play songs that people can, I don't know, dance to. It decides that we need to fine tune our sets and have songs run into each other. This eliminates the need for witty banter in between songs. And also will keep people on the dance floor. The band decides to set agendas for each practice by having a set amount of items to practice. We can focus on the tasks at hand by eliminating the bitch session We can focus on the music. The band also realizes that eventually there may not be a need to practice every week. John has some ideas on how we can streamline the sound system to make it more portable and sound better. The band realizes we need to spend some time surfing the scene and see what people are dancing to instead of what they're listening to on the radio. While Kevin and Dave bring all the topics of the previous discussion to the table, John and Dave both choke on the bringing up the Kevin has to babysit at the end of the night issue. This, while the band repeats how they need to be more honest with each other, of course. And Dave feels that Kevin has probably already addressed the issue. In discussing the issue earlier, John swears he heard Maria say, Pay up! F-. Dave does not remember the F word being used. Basically, the band tries to hold it together to have fun. The band realizes that Kevin plans on leaving and moving to Montana in July or August. And When Dave asks if he should pursue Seth Jenkins, a salesman at work, everyone seems into the idea. Kevin needed some slight persuasion, maybe a timing issue. This demonstrates the obvious. With plans of weddings and moves to Montana, Kevin's long-term commitment, understandably so, is pretty short-term. The majority rules, and Dave will try to catch Seth at work. Seth jams with the band. IBS, which was a division of Graphic Enterprises, salesman Seth Jenkins brings over his keyboard and plays with the band. Seth is able to handle Dave's test of being able to take it when someone yells, take it, Seth. In short, Seth jams. He played everything from blues to jazz to honky-tonk. It was strange adapting to a keyboardist. John and Dave are used to filling in all the gaps, and Seth even plays the guitar and sings. Again, I say, Seth jams. While it's a depressing thought, Seth may be Kevin's replacement as vocalist when the time arises. We would then find a replacement for rhythm guitarist. Seth does a fine rendition of the Eagles' Desperado. The band pulls the Garth Brooks song, The Dance, out of their butt. It comes together nicely. We launch into Fast As You, and it sounds so cool to actually have the keyboard part instead of Dave imitating a keyboard on the guitar. Dave knows he will cry his wanker off if this guy doesn't join. Upon completion of the practice, the band is worried. Seth gave off a very lukewarm reception to joining. And Dave fears he stomped all over musically, again, not used to playing with a keyboardist. At work, Seth says he needs to think about it and consult his fiance. The band feels he's probably just trying to let us down easy. We were amazed when Seth announces later in the week that he would love to join the band, but it has to be after the first of the year. He's very busy in December and such. So Dave pops a boner at the very sound of the words. This is way cool. We have a keyboard player. December becomes a booking frenzy. There's a note here. It says, somewhere in the last quarter of this year, the cat with really bad gas was given to someone. I don't remember mentioning a cat with really bad gas, but apparently there was one and he's no longer wherever he was. Dave has to cover at work and practice is basically postponed for most of December. In this absence, bars start calling for bookings. Go figure. The band ends up with a booking at the Tangled Spur on January 11th for a measly 250 bucks. We're not sure if Seth will make it for this show. We also have a date for the Red Dog Saloon on January 24th and January 25th. This is cool. Unfortunately, the band is finding it hard to get excited about playing the Tangled Spur as this is a really small place. If Dave goes off into the audience, it will take him about five steps and then he'll have to come back. Dave stops over at Kevin Maria's while Christmas shopping to pick up a microphone stand. Dave gets a chance to talk with Maria. Dave does a lot of listening. Maria explains how excited she is about the upcoming wedding and some of the joys of planning the whole thing. Dave talks to Maria about some of the presents he has purchased for his wife. Maria is now legal, and the whole getting the bar owner in trouble problem is no longer an issue. This should make gigs a little less stressful. Dave and Maria talk about doing something cool for Kevin and Dave's birthdays in February. December 17th, like riding a bike. The band turned down the offer to play in December due to a lack of practice time. Instead, we've turned those dates into January dates. The band gets together for the first time in weeks to practice. The band is pleased to find that we've established a base of songs that are pretty much embedded in our heads. Luckily, we do not sound like a band that hasn't played together for three weeks. Suddenly, the January dates aren't quite as scary. In the next episode of the history of the band Six Shooter, the boys tackle the Tangled spurs subscribe at our website, historyofsixshooter.com.